0: The reading is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter nine, verses two to seven. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this.
1: Next reading is from Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel
2: left her. Do take your seats. Well, you're all in good voice. It's lovely uh, to be part of this great choir that you are, or or rabble or whatever it is that we said we were. I'm going to uh, pray for us now as we start to think a little bit about that bit of the Bible that Nicola read for us just a moment ago. Let's pray though. Our loving Father God, we thank you for the word that the angel spoke, particularly as he says, no word from God will ever fail. So we pray, Lord, as we think about your word now, that you would help us to understand it and help us to respond to it rightly. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I wonder how Mary felt when the angel... Pardon? Sorry. Sorry, what? Special uh, delivery. We're actually in the middle of a carol service. Can we? Um, is there another? Can we? You, yeah. This is a very special delivery. Um, have you got the right address?
1: Wem Baptist Church.
2: Okay, who's this for? Out of everybody here, is causing a bit of a problem here.
1: Uh, no, no, Nathan Burley.
2: Okay, that's me. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> shall I do you assign to something? I shall care. I? A sign? Just okay. <laughs> there we go. Great. Thank you. Sorry okay right well that was a bit of a pain uh shall i open it yes. i'll save it for later i'll save it for later i'll save it for later anyway what was i saying oh yeah i wonder how mary felt when she was minding her own business and suddenly out of nowhere an angel arrived probably a little bit like that an angel means a messenger somebody with a special message from god himself. And just like when our mystery postman arrived, uh, that might have made you jump if you were sat quite near them. Uh, I'm sure that it made Mary jump. As the angel says, greetings, hello, special delivery. And she thinks to herself, what is going on here? What sort of message is this? And for a few minutes, we're going to think about that message that she received. We're going to find two things that the angel had to say and then think about how Mary responded. Well, the first bit uh, about the message that she received was that it was about a forever king, a forever king. The messenger told Mary she was going to have a baby and that this baby would be a forever king. Let me read verse 31 to 33 again. He said, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Now that's a bit of a double shock really. First of all, Mary, I'm sorry to tell you this, you're going to have a baby. She had no idea about that before, that was news to her. But secondly, that baby would be a forever king. Now that must have been a lot to get her head around. For starters, she was not a queen Normally you need to be a queen if your children you're going to have are going to be a king. She was a nobody. There's a really interesting little detail in verse 26 where it says, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. See, the writer, Luke, needs to tell us where Nazareth is because most people won't have heard of it. Archaeologists tell us there were probably about 50 houses in Nazareth at the time. It would have made Wem look like a metropolis. Mary was... A nobody from nowhere and yet her child is going to be a somebody the most somebody somebody there has ever been he will be great she's told not just great but a king we're told that God would give him a throne the throne of his father David now you might be forgiven I thought it was Mary and Joseph not Mary and David who's this David fellow when he's at home but it's talking about Israel's greatest king, King David, who had lived centuries before. And like the video we saw earlier, he'd been promised that one day, one of his descendants would rule and sort everything out. Not just in his kingdom, in his country, but the entire world. We read about one of those promises earlier, from Isaiah chapter 9, about the child who would be born unto us. He will reign on David's throne from that time on and forever. And Mary's being told, your baby, the one that you had no idea about until just now, that baby will be that baby, the king. The king forever. You see that detail? Gabriel says, Jesus will reign forever. His kingdom will never end. Now, that's a staggering claim, isn't it? There's probably going to be a general election next year. I wonder if Rishi Sunak is going to be prime minister by Christmas 2024. A few heads shaking there. The polls would say probably not. Um, But one thing we know for sure, he is not going to be in charge in Christmas 21, 24. Because nobody stays in power forever, do they? But Jesus will. And it's stuff like that that makes Christmas more than just uh, a story about something that happened a long, long time ago. This is true. And if it's true, then Jesus is king now. Because he is the forever king. The one promised who would right every wrong reign justly for all eternity now whatever is in my very special delivery letter it cannot be as good as that this first part of gabriel's message this baby will be a forever king now understandably mary has questions because it sounds like an impossible child an impossible child now we might call a child impossible if they were a nightmare to deal with, oh they are impossible. That is not what I'm talking about, he would have been a perfect child. I mean literally impossible. Verse 34, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. Mary and Joseph were not yet married and she was still a virgin and you don't need to be a doctor to know that makes this child impossible. But in case you weren't sure about that, a molecular biologist called Marissa Bartolome wrote a paper a few years ago, and it proved that parthenogenesis, which is the medical name for a virgin birth, is biologically impossible, at least for mammals. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Bartolome. I think we already knew that. That's the point of the whole thing. Nobody's claiming that this is normal. Quite the opposite. We're claiming that this is unique, that this is one-time That God did something differently look at how impossible this is and you'll see how remarkable Jesus is so Mary asks how it's going to happen since she's a virgin and listen to Gabriel's answer verse 35 the angel answered the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God So the answer to Mary's question is not that Joseph needs to be involved, it's that God himself will be the Father. That the Holy Spirit will come down like we're told he did at creation and just like then he will create life out of nothing. The virgin birth draws our attention to the uniqueness of Jesus. By being born of Mary, Jesus is a real human being just like us. But by being born of the Holy Spirit, Jesus is also God. Two natures, one one person able to bring us together. See, in his humanity, he's able to perfectly represent us before the Father. And in his divinity, he's able to perfectly represent God to us and make him known. Jesus is the one who means we can be brought back together with God. Imagine for a moment that you are stuck in a hole, a very deep hole, so deep you could never climb out. Your only hope is for somebody outside to come and rescue you. Somebody else in the hole is not going to be able to do that. You need someone who's not in the hole to come down and get you out. Well, that is Christmas. All of us are stuck in the hole of sin. We've rejected God and we've got ourselves into all kinds of trouble that we can't put right. We can't avoid death we can't avoid judgments, we can't avoid more and more sin, we can't avoid any of these other things no matter how hard we try. All humanity lives in the hole. Some people might be able to climb up a little bit higher but nobody makes it out and the coming of Jesus is when God from outside the hole lowered himself down to pull us out. He needed to become man in order to rescue us But he needed to be God to actually succeed. And that's what the virgin birth points us to. This impossible child who is the perfect rescuer. Eddie Izzard once said, The number of times that any God has come down to earth and helped us is zero. Absolutely zero. No God has ever stood on the earth and said, I'm here, I'm God, I've come with some angels and I've brought soup. The soup bit might be true, although uh, Jesus was very handy with loaves and fish. But I'm glad to say that Eddie Izzard is wrong. The number of times God has come down and stood on the earth to help us is not zero, because Jesus is God come down to help us. You might have seen uh, Tesco's Christmas adverts this year. Normal people just walking around, as, as they get into the festive spirit, suddenly, pop, they turn into Christmas trees. Have you seen that one? Uh, Some of them turn into snowmen or or Christmas puddings or gingerbread men or something. And the tagline is, helping you become more Christmas. Helping you become more Christmas. It's probably my favorite uh, Christmas ad of the year. But the real Christmas is about an even more amazing transformation than that. Because all the Tesco people don't become trees in order to be chopped down to rescue the other trees. Whereas in Christ, God himself was becoming human to save men and women and boys and girls like you and me, to live among us, to die for us, to bring us forgiveness and new life. He was a baby like no other and yet just like us, an impossible child. This is the message that the angel brought. But what about Mary? I wonder how she reacted to all this. Because it's one thing to be given a message; it's another thing to respond to it. A little bit my my letter from earlier. I haven't actually opened it yet. I've received a, a message. It may be great, maybe bad. I don't know. I've never given it the time of day. Shall I open it now? Yes. I hope you say that. <laughs> well, let's have a little look, shall we? Okay. Oh. Ooh. It's from Buckingham Palace. Shall I read it out? Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Dear Mr. Burley, greetings. His Majesty King Charles III extends to you his favour. He has a special job for you to do. It will not be easy, it may not be pleasant, but it needs to be done. And you've been chosen to do it. Will you accept? Yours sincerely, the Right Honourable Sir Clive Alderton, Private Secretary to the king. Wow. What kind of message is this? <laughs> you see the thing on the front and you think, what on earth is this going to be? And then you look at it and you think, a job for me? How? Why? Should I accept it? Should I do the thing it's telling me to do? I have to have a think about that. Because it's really important that we think about how we're going to respond to something like this. Just like Mary did, she had an even more amazing message for starters because it was real. But she had an amazing message, and how she reacted to it was to give a humble response. This is not someone going, "Oh, it's from Buckingham Palace. Thought so. Oh, it's the king. Oh, it's Charlie. Knew it was him. He's always getting in touch." No, this is a, a humble response of shock. She reacts like a normal person for whom this doesn't happen every day. We're told when when Gabriel just says greetings, which is hello. She's greatly troubled at his words. What is all this about? What do you want with me? It's a shock that comes from humility. She's a very ordinary person being caught up in something extraordinary. Gabriel says to her, you've found favour with God. And that word favour is normally translated in the Bible, grace. God's goodness which we don't deserve. Mary was wonderful but she wasn't perfect. She needed grace and so because it's something undeserved it needs to be accepted humbly in choosing her to play this special role God was being very very kind to her now in school nativity plays who gets chosen to be Mary is a very exciting thing lots of people really want that part unless it's real life and you actually are Mary and you are given that job you might be a little bit less keen It's just so shocking, isn't it? She she believed her Bible. She believed the promised king would come. She just never in a million years thought she'd be his mum. This shock. And then after the shock comes the questions, how? How will this be? It's an understandable thing to ask, isn't it? I don't think she's doubting here. Uh, If you want to see somebody doubting, you can look back at the story just before this, back in verse 18. There's an old man called Zechariah. He has a visit from Gabriel as well. He's told that he and his wife are going to have a baby, John the Baptist. And he doesn't believe it. He says, I'm an old man, for goodness sake. Come on, prove it. That's not what Mary's doing. She's not saying, yeah, pull the other one. Her situation as a virgin is much more impossible than just being an OAP. She believes it. She just wants to know how. And so Gabriel explains And despite never having asked for a sign, he gives her one anyway. He says, even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. She who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. God can give a baby to an old couple who've given up hope. And he will do this for you, Mary. And if God has promised it, it is not impossible. She goes from shock to questioning, to the humble response of acceptance. She says, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. That's a remarkable thing to say, isn't it? A remarkable thing to say, I'm the Lord's servant. To be a servant is a very humble position. Servants aren't in charge, are they? They're the ones taking orders. In our own lives, we like to be in charge. Have you got to choose, do you get to be the servant or the boss, which one do you want to be? Be the boss. But Mary says, in my life, God is in charge, and I am his servant. This isn't her saying, well, it doesn't look like I've got much of a choice, does it? No, this is her humbly accepting the job. Even though it's going to cost her, it would have led to rejection and disgrace and all kinds of problems. But she says, I'm in. Now, we can learn a lot from her. Obviously, her role was unique. Uh, Nobody here is going to be asked to give birth to the Son of God. You'll be relieved to know. You can rest easy on that. But we are being asked to accept the angel's message, just like she was. To accept that Mary's son is also the Son of God, the great king on the throne forever. And that requires a humble response from us. If Jesus is the king over all, then he's the king over me and you we can't treat him like he's nothing we can't treat him like he's our slave the late Tim Keller reflecting on Mary's response said this Christian faith is not a negotiation but a surrender it's not a negotiation but a surrender it is humbly saying to the Lord you're the boss you know best Jesus you are the king I am the Lord's servant Are you humbly ready to give that sort of response to him today? Admitting who Jesus is and living in line with that. But in case we think it's all begrudging duty, like, okay, I'll be the servant. If we keep reading, and I recommend you do, we find out Mary goes from shock to questioning to acceptance to joy. She says, my soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Saviour the other side of accepting who Jesus is comes joy and the same could be true of us as well when we come to accept that Jesus is the king sent to rescue and forgive us we find real life and real joy it might be that we've got lots of questions that's all right Mary had got some questions didn't she But actually come and ask those questions. Being here today is is a great step to have taken. You are welcome to come any Sunday and at any point to ask any question. But let's make sure we are thinking it through. There's lots of books and leaflets and things like that downstairs on your way out. There's a table down there. Um, If it's not nailed down, you can have it. Uh, Take it, we'd love you to take it and read it. Copies of the Bible. If perhaps you don't have a Bible, never read it, pick one up and read it. Do find out more. Another way to keep considering this is to come to Life Explored. You'll see little blue leaflets like this. It's a short course starting in the new year looking at the life that Jesus promises and what life's all about. We'd love you to join us for that. Pick up one of those. But it might be that you know it's true right now. It seems impossible, but maybe even despite yourself, you think, I actually believe this. Will you accept that the Lord Jesus is your King this Christmas? Now if I did get a real letter from Charles III, and I do think this one might be pretend. um, I remember something about printing it off the other day. But if I were to get a real one, it would need a response, wouldn't it? Much more so this message from God. Let me pray that we would all respond to that humbly. I want to thank you, Heavenly Father, for the good news of who the Lord Jesus is. We praise you, Lord Jesus, for becoming a human being like us, an impossible-seeming child. We thank you that you are the King, ruling over all things, and that you came to rescue us and bring forgiveness. Help us to respond to you humbly, accepting your rightful place as our Lord and King.